Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 14th of April. Yesterday's US producer price inflation rate was slightly lower than expected. It's not worth getting too excited about a single inflation print, but negative surprises on producer prices are consistent with the general profit-led inflation story. The first and second waves of inflation were about a demand shock for goods prices and a supply shock for energy prices. Both of those waves have receded and both of those will show up in the producer price inflation. Consumer durable goods disinflation at a producer price level matches the collapse into deflation at a consumer price level, for example. However, the profit-led inflation story lies further away from producer prices. It's more focused on the consumer-facing companies, as it is easier for these companies to tell a story that allows them to sneak profit margin expansion through under the pretense that it's all really about costs. So yesterday's data was more a confirmation of the disinflation trends that we already know about. Today, we get a different aspect of the whole pricing argument in the form of US retail sales. One of the guiding rules of thumb in the world of economics is to never go short the hedonism of the US consumer. However, the US worker has just suffered two years of catastrophically negative real wage growth, and their hedonism has been satisfied only through the use of savings and credit. The question is whether more limited access to credit might now start to constrain the consumer. If your credit card is declined at the Walmart checkout, your ability to contribute to retail sales will collapse. However, There are two reasons not to expect anything that extreme at this point. First, there is little evidence of credit standards tightening to consumers so far. Second, even if credit standards do tighten, there is the Wiley E. Coyote effect. Because most credit cards still have some unused credit limit on them, Even if tighter standards mean that the credit limit will not be raised in the future, consumer spending can carry on, running off the edge of the cliff for a while, before the credit crunch hits and retail sales plunge. All of this does not mean that retail sales will necessarily be strong in the March data. Consumer spending has been slowing already, and some of the areas where consumer spending is resilient, like flying around on holiday, are not included in retail sales. Consumers are spending less on goods, and the ongoing transfer of money from consumers to profit margins has to slow consumer spending further. But there is no need to get too depressed about the consumer outlook. It's worth noting that the range of forecasts in the consensus poll for today's data is absurdly wide. So, comment shrieking about how the data is above consensus or below consensus should be treated with considerable caution. Meanwhile, in the glittering wonder that is the euro, there are assorted inflation figures. German wholesale prices in March reflected the base effects from oil last year, uh, with the year-on-year rate collapsing. There is an inevitable process here, 
and it's not something that should surprise the markets at all. We get assorted final consumer price inflation figures from across the euro area, covering data from March. These are almost never changed from the initial release and so are unlikely to excite too much attention as a result. It is worth noting in passing that Sweden, where profit margin-led inflation in food was attacked last month, saw its March inflation rate slow more than expected. Food price inflation slowed fairly significantly in that narrative. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.